0: Gentlemen, boys and girls, we proudly present this podcast to you in all its glory. They are the bearded wonders, the twin sons from different mothers. He is Blake. He is Sal. And together they are the Blake and Sal Show. And if you're not okay with that, I have two words for you.
1: Show with Mark, episode number four twenty six, streaming live on Facebook. Let me bring on my co hosts. First of all, the biggest heel in podcasting, the man who is having massive issues with this Ezekiel Elias storyline, Sal. How you doing? You're live. Mm-hmm. So, how you doing, Sal?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: We're doing it live. We are doing it live. We are currently live. I actually figured out how to stream it on, our, on, on the Blake social show Facebook page on, like, instead of mine this time. So yay for that. <laughs> so, all right. Anyway, let's um, bring out our other co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the man who was green before we came on the air. Mark, Dad, how you doing?
0: Hey, everybody. Hey, can you answer me one question? I'm looking for Elrod! Where's Elrod? I don't know.
1: I'm still trying to figure out why Sal has issues believing that Ezekiel and Elias are, the same, are not the same person. I'm still on trouble with that. Sal, comment.
2: They are the same
1: person. They're not. The same person. Like, I'm telling no, you, they're not. Are. They were proven the on Raw! It was proven on Raw! Oh, <laughs> the
0: <laughs> finger... you know is on fire. The <laughs> fingerprints are different! Show oh, yeah, y- sure y- you. fingerprints. All right. right Across your
1: face. Oh, yeah, yeah. Our Zoom window, by the way, is about to get really full because a couple of people just came into the waiting room. So let me actually just say we're opening it up. Stop doing that. You're driving me crazy. Stop doing that. That's <laughs> what <laughs> you get. The people on the audio side, I think they're wondering why I'm yelling at you. But anyway, <laughs> we're opening it up with um, what, what turned out to be the biggest song in the last, like, three weeks. And I don't even watch Stranger Things. But I figured, come on, we have to open up with Kate Bush's running, running up that hill. I deal with God because why not at this point? up the hell away from this. So, alright. So we have a couple people. I, I I have people in the Zoom window, but the video aren't on yet, so I haven't been able to introduce anybody yet. So, let's see what's going on here. First of all, I'll, I'll go in order of people that are opening up their windows. First of all, let's bring on my beautiful wife, an author, who um, is actually doing a panel at FN Expo, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Let's um bring her on.
3: I'm on my own against the walls. The pressure's building, but no, I will never fall Instead of crying, they hear me roar And now I see that I'm way better than before I never needed you at all Think of all fall down, I'ma watch you fall down I'm living large now, I never needed you at all Think i fall down, I'ma watch you fall down I'm living large now, I never needed you at all
1: Bring on, Andy, welcome to the show Hello Hey, I I didn't know you were going to be here. I wasn't sure. So there you go. You're here. I won't be here
3: long, but...
1: That's fine. Just wanted to come in and say hi? Yep.
3: Doing my nails.
1: Okay, cool. let's bring on... I mean,
3: working hard.
1: Honey, honey, it's late. Good afternoon. You're fine. You're fine. Um, Let's bring on our other special guest who jumped in. I know he's got a short leash today himself. At least this time he doesn't have a cold, unlike the last time he was here. (laughs) Torch
4: Kelly Wells. Kelly, welcome to the show. Thank you as always, Blake. I, I love your optimism uh, that this cough would be gone after just two months. Damn it. it it's not. <laughs> I was hoping. It's not. I still have it. Like, I, I, I this is my fourth podcast in the last three days. And on every single one, I've had to pause multiple times for coughing. Fits. Aye, so aye. this is just my life now.
1: <laughs> um. Oh, I am. By the way, I might be the closest we're going to get to Okada's theme this week, unfortunately. I was really, really hoping, and then he's going to stay. More than likely, for those listening um, on the podcast out on Friday, Bird actually, me, Mark, and Mandy are all going to Dynamite tonight, on Wednesday. We're all going. And I really was hoping that Okada would be there tonight. Obviously, he's not. More than 99% sure he's not going to be there. So, that might be the closest I'm going to get to that theme music this week. So, but we'll get more into Firmish Door in a little while. Sal, let's get started so we can get into everything. Help support the show. And find all the projects. We work and, and all the Yeah, pod- hey, I'm dead. Yeah, I can talk today. Help the show and find all the platforms. You can find the show on at the Sal, Sal. Uh
2: you can buy our shirts, stickers, hoodies, um, crock pots, and more from our TeePublic Public store. Uh click on the Tea Public link on our website, or go to T Public and search the Blake show.
1: Yes. Hey, do we have the Blake and Sal show wear with wear Mark Pool Noodles? Okay. We had two right. jokes go on at the same time, and I have no clue what anybody said. Okay. I <laughs> like.
3: said, don't threaten me with a good time. I would totally wear a crop top.
1: True. And Dad?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, do we have the Blake and Sal show with Mark Pool Noodles in yet? And I don't have them actually available. And I can't even say put a sticker on it because it would fly out right in the pool. So that's not even worth it. <laughs> 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 all right, podcast. I was gonna break, honey. You're
3: not allowed to
1: put stickers on anything right now. Kaboom! Hey, hey, kaboom! Okay, we're right back. All right, um, we have a bunch of, we have a bunch of stuff we have <laughs> to plug. <laughs> bunch of stuff yes, we have I
2: to held that face the entire commercial break.
1: <laughs> we have a bunch of stuff a, to whole, plug. a whole 90 seconds. Okay, okay. I, I, I want to I get through plugs because we have a lot to do today. first yeah. of all, as always, I know I am available right now on Amazon and Barnes and Noble Mandy's book. And they always say every week. I'm super proud, and I will plug it every single week until the end of time. Um, plus minute reboot going on every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Today, over on the show, you have Kurt Hoffman, our Friday Kurt Hoffman, on the show. So go listen to that on Friday. Um, now, right before we came on, literally like an hour before we came on, the schedule for Fan Expo Chicago came out. It literally came out, literally right before we came on. So it's always going to plug things anyway, but now it's official. I can't make it official. So, first of all, Mandy is making her debut at Fan Expo. And she's going to be doing a I Know I Am panel with her illustrator. How do you say her last name, honey? I
3: think it's Kleinhand.
1: So Amy Kleinhand and um, her friend Becky Sterling and Dad will be doing the moderating on that panel. And also, also, official Mandy will be doing a book reading at the Family Zone, part of the cosplay book reading thing they're doing. So that's a big Me? deal. So that's exciting. Um, that's going to be at 1 o'clock. And then right after that... As soon as I figure out why this is being slow. We have the of South show live. Live. Um, it is the midterm pro wrestling report with me, Dad, and Mandy. We'll be doing that at the podcast stage. I'm excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I, I I really, really... I love doing live shows. And this is going to be a great, great day for us. Um, Question. Go ahead. Is it 3 or 2? It's 2 o'clock. I had to update the sheet. It's 2 o'clock. <laughs> 2 o'clock. It's happening at 2. I'm excited. So that's that.
3: The only thing I'm going to say is during the I Know I Am panel, we will be revealing some really cool news.
1: Yes, there'll be breaking news. Yes, I know about that. It's really, really cool news. I'm not going to say anything here, but it's breaking, breaking news. So, so I
3: would I would implore you to uh, listen in, por favor. Yes. There's a hint.
1: Perfect. All right. Uh, as for one last plug, Kelly,
4: get your plugs in. Go ahead. I'm Kelly Wells eating pizza because I have no extra time, uh, in this day. I got to crush it now. Um, you can follow me on social media at spooky milk or at spooky milk games. Um, I do the NXT reports and I'm the NXT podcast host, uh, at pro wrestling torch, but I've been picking up lots of nights, uh, co-hosting on raw and SmackDown with Wade Keller went to SmackDown two weeks ago with Wade Keller. And, um, and just finished my NXT eight years back podcast as well, and uh, and here I'm talking Forbidden Door. I'm covering all the bases, folks.
1: That you are. That indeed you are. Make you feeling better, Kelly. Right before we came on, I finished my lunch, so I think you feel any better. It's been a busy day for <laughs> me too. So, <laughs> so all right. Well, this will give everybody about a one minute to, to eat some food and breathe. So let's do this.
0: It's totally where
3: to come on here and say a thing or two. you on this. Under the sea. Under the sea. <laughs> oh, what oh, what a rush. Oh, a Don't worry, you could have seen the <laughs> commando. And that's the bottom
2: line. Because Stone, Stone said so.
3: Akula with her. <laughs> What are your full we are Stop Listen. Because because.
0: <laughs> because! I am Lance Catamaran. Alright.
1: Um, let's get into things before we get into the big big news that's been going on for so a couple weeks, we do I do like to get we have some people pass away. We start the news block with that. And we had two WWE, former WWE referees pass away within literally 48 hours of each other. It was a really crazy week. Yeah. Um, former referee Dave Hebner, age 73, and former referee and producer Tim White at 68. Um, Sal, any thoughts? Um, it Kind of stinks that they happen
2: so close to each other. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, true legends, right there, both of them.
1: Yeah, it was funny. I looked up I'm like Tim White. Man, when did he retire? 2004. His last match that he refereed was at WrestleMania 20.
0: Mm.
1: And um, I remember the weird, like, weird stuff with the Justin Roberts that was like, doing random interviews with him, where he was like, like, fake committing suicide, like in bits, like for some reason for yeah, like a year. I didn't that... understand that year. That was weird
3: for Yeah, like that was Justin Roberts, yeah, <laughs> that was a weird year. Um, honey, any thoughts? R.E.P. gentlemen. Okay. You're down for the count. <laughs> I see what you
4: did there. I see what you did there. Kelly? I mean, the Hebner story is weird. Uh, like, the way that they got fired from the company um, because they were illegally selling merchandise out of their own homes. Uh, that's that's why Dave and that Earl ended up gone. Uh, very weird story with them, but obviously they were very competent reps. Uh, when I think of the Hepners, obviously I think of Earl. He was around a lot longer. But, um... But yeah, I guess it doesn't take any more effort to think of Dave because they had the same face. Um, Tim Mm. White is really, really beloved in wrestling. I've I've read a lot of wrestling books over the years. And he's like their Adam Sandler, where everybody who's worked with him is like, yeah, he's pretty much the nicest guy in the business. Um, Everybody, there were a lot of tributes to him. Um, I know Hebner goes back further, but I thought it was telling that, there wasn't a tweet storm after he died. People acknowledged it, but after Tim White died, everybody was talking about it. This guy was massively beloved and um, and yeah, has, has been without his best friend for a very long time, uh, Andre the Giant, so yep. not sure what I think about the afterlife, but I'm sure it gives a lot of people uh, peace to think they're in the same place.
1: By the way, to your point Kelly, Tim White did get the graphic at the beginning of the of Raw and NXT this week too, so like that's that's something there. That's a big deal. Um, dad, dad, go uh,
0: both gone way too young. Uh, they had a lot more to give to the business and to uh, up and coming talent. Tim White, the one that gets me is I watched the movie. Uh, that it's on US ES- ESPN and HBO uh, about Andre and the story that Tim White tells that how he was the only one that had a good report with Andre, and Andre would call him boss. And there was a story he told, and he teared up and very emotional because they did have a true friendship in and outside of the ring. So Jim is now his best buddy. Yeah.
1: It's so uh, well, that – I do want to make sure he opened up with that because I know those are – appropriate. While I was doing that, I actually had to find a sound drop that I could not find. It. I had to find it real fast. So, I haven't done this in a long time, because we never have this much shit happen during a break we take. We it took two weeks off, and then, like, the world blew up, apparently, in the wrestling world. So, <laughs> a lot happened. So... So what did I miss? Sal! Why don't you, why don't you start it off? Go.
2: <laughs> um, the, the weirdest story, I think, uh, Vince McMahon stepped away... Uh, from his role as CEO and chairman of WWE after hush money allegations uh and Stephanie McMahon uh was named the interim CEO and chairwoman.
1: Yeah, and on top of that, um John Laurinaitis was also involved in this story and he got um pretty much um what was it? Dis- not dismissed, but what was it? He was given leave. So now Bruce he Pitchard was- Bruce Pitchard is now in his role as interim um What's the, I think I to Head over. of talent relations. He's talent. Head of talent relations. Thank you. Head of talent relations. So, like, yeah, that's a
0: lot. Um, yeah. Well, John is on leave, getting paid on the basis of the results from the investigation that WWE is doing.
1: And then, of course, we know Vince McMahon doesn't like to stay out of the spotlight, and he's been losing his mind and showing up on TV for no reason for the last couple of shows. Uh, we don't know why he's doing this, Kelly. Well, you, you, know, you, Kelly, you were in attendance on Friday. That's Friday at SmackDown. And you saw Vince um, your thoughts on all this chaos and Vince's appearance on Friday and everything
4: else. You know, it's funny how non-newsworthy it ended up being. It's news that he showed up and it's news that he decided that he had to be on the show at a really, really stupid time for him to be making an appearance. Um, But then in the end, when he said, welcome to SmackDown and there was literally no content. And he just walked to the back. I mean, everybody was reporting he was going to speak in character. And he really didn't. He just came out and said, hey, remember me? And this guy, you like my music. Um, this is SmackDown. <laughs> I'm leaving. And then Raw was even weirder because that one was unannounced. And then they came up with a an excuse for him to be there, which was John Cena is going to be back next week, which people already knew. Um, <laughs> I've been
0: hyping for weeks.
1: they have been hyping for you know,
0: weeks.
4: <laughs> it, it just, on on my podcasts with Wade um, and and live, we talked about this extensively afterwards uh, with Jason Powell also. Uh, we kind of, I was in lockstep with Wade. We both thought that this was a goodbye just in case he doesn't get to do this again. Um, that he came down the aisle and he's been in trouble before and he's gotten out of it, but this is going to be a lot tougher to get out of uh, the way that things are now. Um, I don't think it's a, it's a given that he escapes trouble here. And uh, I think that he was saying some goodbyes.
1: Honey, I, I hear you point that yourself. So I'll throw it to you next, your thoughts.
3: I, I thought the same thing. I thought, and, and I believe I, I will give credit to Bully Ray, which pains me to say.
1: Oh, that hurts. That one hurts.
3: It hurts. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts for me to say that. But he said it could be taken one of two ways. It could be taken as that goodbye, or it could be taken as a, fuck you, I'm Vince McMahon, I'm going to do what I want.
4: It's so, and
3: honestly, knowing McMahon, it could be a combination of both. So, um, but I agree it's going to be difficult for him to get out of it. However, I see as being the scapegoat first and foremost, and him going before anything happens to, um, Vince, um, and awfully quiet are, uh, Mama Bella and the Bella twins and all this.
1: Uh Uh-huh. I, I, apparently I found out that apparently there was a news rumor going around that apparently, um, Mama Bella was actually, um, in, in getting, like, treatment for cancer or something when this was all going on. Wow. yeah she
3: she was sick
1: yeah so that's what I've been hearing that's what I, yeah. heard today. I heard that this morning actually sick.
3: I remember I remember um, Bree and Nikki posting
1: yeah about that's that, what so. apparently or that timeline was when, when this was all going
3: on yeah so, so wow you
0: can,
1: <laughs> you can
3: you can uh... dad,
1: dad, dad, yo.
0: here's the thing with Vince and basically you can call him the Teflon Don if you want the things in the past where basically he's able to get out of things this particular situation is not going to be that easy, especially when there's documentation and a paper trail that you can't get rid of. And, you know, here's the thing with Laurinaitis, if it comes down with a heavy hand between him and Vince, I don't think Laurinaitis is going to go away quietly. I think he's going to basically spill the beans about everything. And my thing is, what is this going to do to the stock of WWE? It's it's, it's,
1: weird. It's probably
0: owned. What's interesting, I, I do want to actually open... I will say this
1: on the air, and I said this to Sal off the air. I do want to apologize to Sal, because Sal messaged me about this when everything broke. And then I read the article, and I'm like, eh! You're nice looking fired, and nothing will come of it. And then the next morning, um, John Parker, who was supposed to be here today, but he had a work conflict, uh, messages me with the news about stepping stepping away, and am like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, this just got weird and real. Um... So, Sal, your thoughts?
2: Um, it's uh, it's crazy.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, it's,
2: I, just the news that has been coming out, you know, more is going to come out. This always happens. When something like this breaks, it just snowballs, and you know, something else is going to be coming out of the woodworks real soon. Someone's going to say something, and it's going to be probably even worse than we all imagined.
0: That's true. Yeah. My okay. whole thing about this is remember the vignettes when he and Tristratus were doing their thing? Yeah, I
1: remember that. I and remember of course, that. you
0: know, Genetic Jackhammer and the Grapefruits? Yep, yep, yep. Well, you know, it, it's it's kind Ooh. of... How, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not sure. <laughs> kind of <laughs> apropos? bittersweet. Apropos? Perfect. That's a good word. Kind of bittersweet that
1: y- you're the... i think
0: apropos is a better word. Okay, <laughs> apropos is probably better. Uh, that... The stuff that you've done in the past that was scripted. Now it is, is being—it's real, and you can't make this go away. And it's now not only ruining your business life, but your private life. Uh, so well. is this all worth it? Well,
3: but let's be serious. This isn't the first time. This is just the first time that he's been caught. Exactly. So there
1: you go. Serious.
0: Exactly. And it, exactly.
1: And, and we're in the kind of world where this shit happens. It happens. i um, like every multi. It feels like every billionaire has this happen at least once. Like every single one of them. So it's I, th- the light of it. I think
4: what's blowing my mind about it is this is a seventy six year old man. How do you even it's it's a little undignified to need to do this at this age. Like I just I, I know that that shouldn't necessarily matter, but like the need to run around and live this fast life at seventy six is I, just I, I give you I give you a uh, Ric Flair. Thank oh god. <laughs> well, I, I, you well, Flair. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'll give, give you Ric Flair back because I <laughs>
2: Yeah, really now.
0: Vince that. Vince Throwing can no that. longer make cuts on Ric Flair because he's doing the exact same thing probably, and then some.
1: You know what? He probably isn't giving him. He's probably applauding him.
3: But we also <laughs> need to remember that we may not understand it because we will never live that life. For, like mm-hmm. most people, like as they get older, they want things to settle down. For Vince, he like he lives on adrenaline, and maybe this is some of the only time he can get it.
1: It's a great way of I mean, putting he wasn't
3: it. I was getting it
1: from Linda, so. That's a good way of putting it. It's a good way of putting it. All right, real quick. What's um, that face now? A couple of big injuries that happened in the last couple of weeks. Um, Cody Rhodes, obviously, tore his pec at Hal in the cell. We didn't get to talk about it on the show because we took the week off. Wait,
3: what? He hurt himself?
1: I know. We didn't. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. That was Whoa. made up. So, that was so, made up. So
0: now, so now, do we have really going,
3: hey,
1: Cody. I'm literally trying to get this done real Um Cody, Sorry. we wrestled it, wrestled to our pec. Everybody knew that. He had surgery. And I'm saying Royal Rumble, he's getting back for that. Randy Orton was the one we didn't see coming. Apparently, he's having back surgery. That's what I've been hearing. He's going to have back surgery. And he's not going to be out for the rest of the year. But is that's the origin of the main defense team, that was supposed to be the main event at SummerSlam. Uh, <laughs> so that's that. And, of course, the news coming from Rod Geary. And I'm thank- giving him the credit because he got so much shit for this news on Twitter. And then it became true. So, Tasha Banks is released from WWE. So those three stories, Sal, your thoughts?
2: Uh, are- are, are, are we not going to get official confirmation about the whole Sasha Banks thing? Or I, I don't
1: know. I don't know. That's just, I'm, I'm giving Rod credit because he got so much shit on Twitter from the Sasha Banks fans. I'm giving him all the credit in the world for the story. <laughs> Honey, I see your hand raised. Go.
3: Yeah. Um. Are you? You're forgetting a major injury. I oh, well, no, I have
1: Punk written down for the Forbidden Door. I'm down for Forbidden Door. but figure bring it no, up. No, I'm man. talking
3: about Rhea Ripley.
1: Oh, I forgot about Rhea Ripley because she got pulled from Money Yeah. Oh.
3: And I, I just wanted to throw it out there that this just also, again, proves how good of a worker Carmella is. Because yet again, they were in a pinch. And yet again, she came and she filled, pun in you know, whatever, take it as it is. She filled the hole that needed to be filled. And Perfect. she gets shit on a lot, but she's...
1: Always there when you need her. I also forgot to write down because I it's been a busy day and really chance or be the Renche. I forgot yep. to write the Jeff Hardy news that he obviously did with his DUI and he's not, and the Hardy boys are not a thing right now because of that. I i, I more laughed at the uh, fact that um, John Johnny Nitro that we make fun of all the time with Johnny Hardy in Mexico for a day. That made me laugh. I'm not gonna lie, that would crack me up, and then Matt Hardy got injured in that match!
0: Yes, he so did. Like, <laughs> I, can't with yes. This, I can't. I can't. <laughs> so uh, there go both the
1: Hardys. <laughs> hey, so all that, um, I'm um, Kelly, any thoughts on everything that we just
4: brought up? It really does drive home how much has happened recently. I, I mean, the McMahon thing's so big, it's easily it's easy to forget everything else. Um, with Sasha, not surprised that Raj got shit there. I, I'm. Just putting it bluntly, but Sasha's biggest fans are the most deluded people on Twitter. Um, Every time something comes out about her, it's just they're relentlessly like, and if this doesn't work out, she's got Hollywood. She cannot act. She's given... I enjoyed enjoyed her in Star Wars, but
1: again, it's Star Wars. You don't have to be a great actor to be in Star Wars. You don't.
4: (laughs) It's it's practically a stumbling block to getting cast in Star Wars. Um, Yeah, it's... Uh, she's she's everything she says sounds kind of like a wooden valley girl like she has no yeah she's not going to be a hollywood star she's if a everyone good, thinks she's
3: going to be an actress they need to listen to her promos
4: yeah she she's a good wrestling heel who connects best when she's not speaking and she's a wonderful wrestler but she's just on the mic she's death and and so she's never i've never connected with her on the level that i think a lot of people do um, Rhea's a bummer. It is good that they had a backup plan. I'm no fan of Carmella, but it is true that she's been put in this spot where they needed somebody in a pinch, and she's essentially become Natalia. I mean, she's mm-hmm. very, very yeah. I think a, a compliment, though. They're really a compliment.
1: Uh, yep. yeah.
4: And you're, you need somebody to to fill that spot for a month. You know they're not going to win, but you know it's going to... And, Carmella can't work like Natalia, but she generates heat uh better hey. than Natalia. And um or or as well. So I I I think that's that's pretty cool. Um did I miss? God, there's so much. I'm I know isn't sure. there a lot? Isn't there something to happen? Like I mean, especially Jeff Hardy too. I'm gonna <laughs> to Jeff Hardy oh, yeah. there too. I mean <laughs> Jeff Hardy, it's what do you say besides they should have known when they hired him. Also, there's true. nothing else to say. It's very, very true. I
1: would now so, looking at listening to the Jeff Hardy interview that was on Jericho's show, the, the Hardy Boy interview that I did listen to because Mandy said you should listen because they're talking about a lot of stuff. So I'm like, well, I, I I have time when I'm working to listen to stuff. So I'll listen to it. I'm like, now listening to that interview and having so, not make excuses and excuses and excuses and excuses for Jeff is it such inappropriate now. yeah, so,
0: My thing is with AEW and Jeff Hardy. Is Tony going to send him to some sort of rehab? Yes,
1: yes, yes. He is, um, he is suspended without pay and told he cannot come back until he goes to rehab.
0: Okay. I mean That is
1: exactly the rule contained from Tony Khan himself.
0: Yeah, so. good. Uh, and the thing with Sasha, the first time WWE kissed her ass and they bent over to her and gave her everything she wanted up the ass in Wazoo. This time, I think WWE says, we're going to cut our losses. We don't need this. And it'll be a black eye for us. And we can want to get rid of this. And her going to another wrestling organization? Uh-uh.
1: No, uh, AW, no, 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 no! We're not bullshit ourselves here. Tony Khan will pay her. You know he will. He paid oh, everybody. Nah. You know, no, you know he will. He he wants her she, name value. He wants the Mercedes Fernando name value her, and he wants her fan base. He wants her fan base. But let's be honest here. And Let's
3: also be serious. Like Kelly was saying, she's horrible on the microphone. But guess what? They have people that can be a manager for her, so she doesn't have to be on the microphone, and she can focus on being the wrestler she is. They can put I, her with Jade. She she, they could put her with Jade have to have manager. Trying to combat Jade. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I don't. I don't see her going to AEW. I, I see care. her going to Impact before AEW.
1: Impact doesn't need her. I'm not gonna lie. Impact does not need her.
4: <laughs> Impact does not need her. I <laughs> have my doubts that she wouldn't. I think she would think of herself as too big for Impact. Um, That's really what I get out of her personality and her approach to all this. Um, I'm amazed that she was willing to burn the bridges at this level to this company. There's only two major, major places to make money in wrestling in the States. And I feel like the door is closed to her now. We've seen crazier things. We saw Warrior come back after a bigger flap. But this one is a lot more public than warriors backstage issues ever were. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, I think it's hard for her to get back and why would they, unless she really continues to be a major star somewhere. Um, I just don't think they'll, they'll take her back. And AEW, I think absolutely will hire her. Tony, like we just said, he hired Jeff Hardy. He'll Mm -hmm. hire somebody with baggage if he thinks that there are short term (laughs) gains to be made. Um, and that I think is literally his biggest flaw. Um, I I think they'll go for the star power there because they've got they've got better talent, but they don't have a ton of star power. Still, uh, they, they've got some, but she would be she would walk in and be their biggest women's star tomorrow.
1: It's true. Um, you're not, you're not um, wrong, Kelly. You're not wrong.
4: And I think that he will take that on. Um, regardless but what happens when all the people who burn bridges with wwe realize that they're going to a place with an even bigger roster problem and it's easier to slip through the cracks and not be even on tv for months at a time um and that day of reckoning is coming we've already seen cody go back and we're gonna see more
1: What's well, funny, Kelly, you're saying, we're going to see, obviously, we're on Dynamite tonight, and I know on Dark Elevation, we're going to be seeing most of the women's wrestlers because they don't show up on Dynamite. They just don't. They'll be seeing them on Dark. And it's sad to say that now, but, well, like, the first hour of our show tonight is going to be almost
0: all women's matches. I guarantee it. <laughs> so, the other question is, how much of the women's roster would be on ROH? Um, I don't know. I
1: don't even know. I'm not going to lie. The ROH is being defended on fucking Dark right now. The ROH title is being on Dark. Like about back to my point about the way, about the impact women's division. First of all, Kelly's right. She, she'd be she she's she thinks she was too big for it. But also, they don't need her. She's got a run they've got a hell of a women's division over on impact that's underappreciated. And I noticed that when I was watching looking at the highlights of anniversary this past week. And I saw the monster they, they did the um the Queen of the Mountain match, I'm like, wow, they got a talented fucking roster. <laughs> run impact. They got a really talented women's roster. <laughs> so I, I almost think Mia Yim made the right decision not coming to AW, going to Impact. I think that was a best decision for her because she's actually and it's she's on TV every week. Like she's on every she's on TV every single week. So
0: do you see? Do you see Sasha going to Mexico?
1: No, I don't. I, I have the okay. AW or bust at this point with her. So okay. and bust. And um, Kelly, back to what you were saying about being a movie star. I don't think she has to be a movie star. I think people are not realizing. And I said this on the show, but back when this all started, she could show up to a fucking. Star Wars convention and make bank just because she was on Mandalorian. Yeah. Simple as that. Every, every
4: single Star Wars actor is exactly. to mm-hmm. some degree set for life. Exactly. She
1: doesn't have to do a damn thing.
4: <laughs> the fan base will will want to see you.
1: Exactly. <laughs> That's my I, that, I made that point a few weeks back when this all started. So um, all right. Speaking of which with move on with get to Forbidden Door. AW New Japan, Forbidden Door. I can't believe we're actually at the point where we're talking about the show. But at the same time, I almost feel underwhelmed. Like, I'm excited. I'll, I'll watch the show. I'm, I'm ordering the show and going to Dynamite tonight. It's pretty underwhelming.
0: Yeah. You know, very I, underwhelmed. I, I'm more interested to see who appears. Yeah. I for new Japan. Um, so, before we get to the preview,
1: um, obviously, as I've been saying, we're going Dynamite tonight and Rampage tapings tonight. Um, me and Dad will be sitting down, and we're going to do a review of Dynamite and Rampage. If any other matches, obviously, get announced during Dynamite and Rampage, we will discuss it on that show, which will go up on Saturday morning. So, any matches that are get announced, and we're hearing this on Friday, do it tomorrow, and we'll talk about those matches. Just want to throw that out there right now. All right, let's get to the card that we have in front of us. Before we do that, though, Kelly, what are your thoughts going on in Forbidden Door? Are you as underwhelmed as I am?
4: Yes, I mean... I'm as whelmed as I thought I would be like these, these big dream match company versus company shows are, they can only happen that way because the overlap is never as big as both companies think that it probably is. It it just isn't. So there are going to be a lot of people going in that are way more uh, knowledgeable about one or the other. Um, I'm up ish on AEW. I watch it some, uh, I never, never, ever miss uh, new Japan. So I'm, I'm very, very aware of everything that's going on there, but you don't have time. I mean, Tony has a little more time than Vince would to promote this because he only does quarterly pay-per-views, but I thought this almost should have taken the place of one of the quarterlies rather than be a month after one because that is there's, there isn't enough time to introduce these guys and make people care about them by the time the show comes on. I, I'm sure that people want to see good matches but my biggest gripe that I keep hearing from people at the Torch is that they just don't know who these guys are and it doesn't matter how good they are if they don't know who they are.
1: They, they, they could have done like all out Poland, Forbidden Door, and then the exact same show, even doing at the United Center but do it in August. I mean, on, on Labor Day weekend, and I'm, I'm in, in, in that spot instead. And you don't even have to change all out. You don't have to change the continuity of the show. And you still do this show with a special event show during all out. But I so, they didn't want to do that because they have other plans.
0: My, my other question is this. With people watching this and seeing the stars from New Japan, would they be able to generate a new fan base based on people watching these New Japan stars and, and getting more acquainted with the product?
1: Actually, you know what? Let me ask Sal. Sal, you're not a New Japan person. You're coming in as an AW person. AW marketer, mm-hmm. I say, because you, you got me nuts with that sometimes. But anyway. Yes. Um, your thoughts now, because you don't know a lot of these people. You're asking me questions as we're going along with the shows. like you're, you're texting me wondering who some people are or what the hell is going right. on. What are your thoughts going into this?
2: Um, I feel like there wasn't enough time. To build, I, I I agree with Kelly. It it shouldn't have taken place a month after a pay per view. It should have replaced a pay per view or something. Um, yeah, I just I, I feel like it was kind of rushed. I feel like the last two three weeks it was like, oh, here's this person, here's this person, here's this person, and then since bam boom, we have a pay per view. Which you know my feelings on that because WWE does it all the time and I can't stand it. Um, my my last thing is. I forgot where I read this online. I forgot who said it. I forgot where I read it. But it almost feels like this really isn't a forbidden door situation because they work with different companies all the time. And I don't know, like, I feel like it's just, it was like the whole forbidden door thing concept was a little overhyped. And I don't really feel that way because they would have worked with them anyway. That's just my feeling.
1: I almost feel like Impact did it better on Sunday Mm -hmm. without trying, because I remember watching the highlights and I'm looking at these Impact and they pulled off doing a pay per view that had involvement from WWE, AEW, MLW, ROH, um, like all these other AAA, like all these companies on one night, and they didn't make make a big deal out of it. It just kind of (laughs) happened. It happened. I mean, (laughs)
0: look what Impact did with.
1: AJ Styles. Yeah, you know I mean, that's my that point. I'm like, they they pulled right. off something that is almost bigger than this because they did every company. They got everybody involved I mean, in that show. Like it's crazy. Pe-
0: people have to realize that within the wrestling organizations, you know, one person's contract runs out, and they're able to go to another organization. Yeah, that's it's how not. It works. It's not that their contract runs out and they say, okay, goodbye. This retirement.
1: So we know, we know that. Everyone knows that. That's not that's common knowledge. I nothing to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> that to do with what we're talking about. But um let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. And um Okay. Plus to the bottom of the tar here. We have a, the weirdest six man tag I've ever seen, but it's very new Japanish to have a weirdly strange six man tag. Um it is Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and um are Suzuki. <laughs> with Te Conti in their corner versus Eddie no. Kingston, Warrior Yuta, and um Showdown Umino. Am I saying that right, Kelly? Umino, Umino. Thank you. I knew I know the guy. I just didn't pronounce it right. Um, obviously Showdown Umino is um formerly John Moxley's young um, boy. Um, with his young his young boy from when he was in the G One. Which I, I, I'm not gonna lie. When the New Japan had that show with the NDC. I popped heavy when he came out to face Jay White. Like, I popped. And and Manny wasn't aware why I was popping so hard. I'm like, because that's... That was Mox's guy. Like, Mox's guy. (laughs) I was so excited about that. But it's so random to have him involved in this match. Like, it makes no sense to me why he's here. Kelly, your thoughts?
4: I think the reason he's really there, whether they promote this in storyline or not, is that he's... I've... I'm very very convinced that he is their next long-term heavyweight champion hopeful I think they genuinely want him at the top of the card he was awesome as a young lion I mean their young lion system is so good that none of them come off poorly uh but I've seen I've been watching five years so I've probably seen about 15 or 20 different young lions and I think Shota might be the best um Shota uh Ren, he was from the same class. So it was an awesome class. Uh, and now Clark Connors. I, I really just love them all. But um I think that's why he's really there. And he's he's gotten in. He always had an in because New Japan has a hierarchy for their uh referees, too. They have three referees, they are always in the same one, two, three order, doing a couple matches each in every show. And their main referee goes by the nickname Red Shoes. Yes, red shoes. red shoes. Red Shoes. Red
3: Shoes.
4: Don't think it over. Uh, don't shoes. overthink it. Uh, Shota is his kid. Uh, Umino is his kid. So, um, and and Red Shoes wept openly after the first time he got to uh, referee one of his kids matches. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, I, I think that this will be the right kind of messy fun. I hope that it doesn't overstay its welcome. It probably will because Jericho matches almost always do these days. Uh, But I think that people are going to want to see the interplay between him and uh, Minoru Suzuki. I wouldn't write off this being a way for them to get a feud going between Jericho and Suzuki uh, because that is, they seem like a natural pair to have a feud that I don't think they've ever had as much as uh, Jericho has worked in new Japan in the past. And he's revered, but over in new Japan, he's pretty low on the card now because he's old. He's 52. He's maybe 53. Um, And he's not getting, he's not getting a push these days anymore in new Japan. He is kind of not a total step over guy, but he does his shtick and usually ends up counting the lights. But in the states right now, he's doing more of a, uh, a star turn and still putting a lot of guys over, but is treated more as an international star, which might be more fun to do in his in his waning years.
1: Yes, I'll, I think I would want to do that more. I do that more, you know. Yeah, <laughs> Yep. I mean, the, so, man, the man is over by his team. He's like, it's insane. Like. <laughs> 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 it's amazing. So it's just, I, I'm going with, if, if it's not a turn where you have Suzuki and Jericho getting set up, but even if they do it after the match, I have a weird feeling that Uno U- might actually be the guy that gets pinned in this match. At the end of the day, I wouldn't be shocked.
4: Yeah, that wouldn't shock me either. I, I don't, it, he's, he's young and he can absorb the loss and it's not a big deal. Uh, everybody seems sure that Suzuki and Jericho, because of this meeting of like, big big names in their own countries will go over. But I would I actually think it would be much more interesting if the baby faces go over and these guys just explode. Fair enough. Sal?
2: Um Yeah, I was I was thinking probably Jericho, Sammy, and Minoru Suzuki winning this match.
1: I, I'm torn, but I am gonna go with my original thought process. But again, I wouldn't be shocked, like McKelly said, we, 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 the other way around. But I would sell on this one. Dad, what do you think?
0: I'm going with Eddie Kingston's guys on, on winning this, and the reason why is that Eddie Kingston's got this loose cannon character, and you know anything and everything will happen with with Eddie Kingston, and he's he's still keeping that storyline between him and Jericho going and. It, this is not going to end.
1: Well, we have uh, we do have Blood and Guts next week. Keep that in mind. We have Blood and Guts next Wednesday. So, so, so but yeah, yeah, Eddie
0: Kingston's guys will, will, are are going to take the win for this.
1: Yeah, keep that in mind, everybody. That Blood and Guts is next Wednesday. So, it, whatever happens here will definitely lead up to whatever goes on there. So, as much as I, as much as the first Blood and Guts match went so well, I'm so excited for the second one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's move on to the the most ridiculous title match on this entire show because I don't even know why this title exists. AEW All Atlantic Championship. It's not really Atlantic. Um, we have um Pac, we have Miro, we have um Tomo Ishii, who got qualified in a um little mini tournament they did, and then we have um, the winner of Malachi Black and Girl, also known as Malachi Black, because Pentasquiro is not going to be on this show. Um, so spoiler alert, that's how it's going to be. Um, Sal, what do you think? Why does this title exist, and Andrew's winning it? <laughs>
2: uh uh Pangea. I don't know. Um Pangea. <laughs> I, I
1: Pangea.
2: Pangea.
0: Where um, the hell did you get Pangea from? Um
2: I a <laughs> right there, I, I, you?
0: <laughs> Were, were you doing say, your crosswords again?
2: I wanted to say Malachi Black was gonna win originally, but I don't know. Something is like making me point towards Barrow and God's favorite champion. So, I'm going to say
1: Miro. Part that, I would lean toward Miro, too. That's actually where I was leaning. Because I think it would be perfect for him to have a belt again. If, this, if anyone's going to make this belt actually mean something, it would actually be Miro because he'll make it work. You know he will. He'll <laughs> be <With> some ridiculous <laughs> promos <laughs> in the back talking about nothing. Cursing at God and saying, look, I want a belt anyway. <laughs> I want
4: that belt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> one one. And you yeah. Pretty much. Um. No. No. no we're not talking about Hook houses here. We're talking about. <laughs> okay, Miro. Um. Kelly,
4: your thoughts. First of all, the reason this belt exists is because AEW is run by the kind of fans who, whenever there's a Twitter thread and somebody's asked, like, how can you solve the problem that WWE has right now, ninety percent of guys are like, well, you just gotta hire all these guys. Um, these wrestlers, or you need to make a new belt. Like, the idea of just writing better stuff for the guys they have, or booking the belts better that they have, never occurs to them. They're just like, add more stuff. That's the answer. That's why this belt exists. It's garbage. It's unneeded. Uh, That said, I'm still betting on Malachi Black here. He's, I wouldn't say a reclamation project at this point, but he's one of the guys who really suffered by you know, he was new and now he's like the 50th newest guy there. So, um, a guy who should have been pushed and we had high hopes for is being just crushed under the weight of Tony just having to have every guy he's ever liked in a match. Um, but I am predicting uh, Black to win this.
1: I don't remember when did Malachi Black Day do? Because I remember seeing him at the last show we were at uh, 10 months ago. So it had to be just about a year ago when he debuted, right? Like, I, cause I remember, cause I'm, I'm still having, um, PTSD issues for his music because I heard it for 10, 10 minutes straight on our fucking rampage taping. So, like, I'm still hating that song to this day, but that was 10 months ago, which is crazy. Uh, <laughs> so that's weird. Dad, your thoughts on this match go. Uh,
0: it should be a good match, uh, for what it's worth. And, you know, the new storyline with Nero. Uh, you know, forsaking my God, you didn't do anything for me, blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to do this despite you. Yeah, it's all well and good. Uh, I think he and Malachi Black will basically be good against one another, see who comes out on top. Uh, I see Pac going against Ishii, but I don't see Pac winning.
1: True. Oh, um, it's, it's just a four-way. It's not elimination. It's just a four-way. So here's, that so
0: here's the thing. My money is going on Tamaroso Ishii. Oh,
1: really? That's an interesting choice. That's yeah. an interesting choice.
0: By the way, just, Stone Pitbull, them,
1: buddy. just, Stone to, just to clarify, um, August 4th is when Malachi Black debuted. Not even a year ago. <laughs> so I said a lot about the sightings in the AEW that that's a thing. So they did it at their homecoming special on August 4th. I just looked it up on Wikipedia. So... All right. Um, let's move on. Uh, so I'm just going sort to of throw this out there. Back in um the New Japan Ring of Honor G1 Special back in WrestleMania Weekend, 2019. I want to say that without that was that, one of my favorite shows probably in the last like five years. I love that show. They did it. IWDP uh, ROH, winner take all tag team match, tag team title match. And here we are in 2022. Where Ring of Honor is not even relevant. <laughs> not even relevant right now. What we're doing in IWGP Ring of Honor, winner take all tag team title match. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's what we're doing. Um, United Empire is the IWGP champion. That's Great O'Connor and Jeff Cobb with FTR representing Ring of Honor, and then we have Public Vice, Trent Beretta, and Rocky Romero.
4: Um, Kelly, why? I'm not against this. I- I'm not against putting a couple of championships together for the point of this particular show. Um that doesn't bug me. Uh, it does seem like a match that certain guys both can't win and can't lose though. It, it feels like here's the thing. Cobb and Ocon are way over. Uh, they are very popular. Their whole faction is pretty popular and they're the most two, the two most popular guys in their faction, which is saying a lot because their faction has Will Ospreay in it, but they are genuinely both more positively responded to than, than Osprey even though everybody recognizes that Osprey is like a top three wrestler on the planet. Um, It's uh, they've been hot potatoing this championship a little bit. Uh, Kabano Khan won it not that long ago. And then like a few weeks or maybe a month in, they had them lose it in a stupid three way to bad luck, folly and chase Owens um, while the other team got pinned. And then they just held it for a month and now Kabano Khan won it back. Uh, And that's been less than a month. This is, uh, that was on the 12th. Um, I'm not ready for those to change hands again. And I don't think, they do a lot of shows. So everybody's kind of Teflon. But if all their championship reigns are going to be less than a month long, it just really demeans the championships to me. This is one where I feel like both they and FTR kind of have to win but somebody can't. Um, maybe they ultimately swerve us with Rapongi Vice, but, uh, but I think Rapongi Vice is only there because they bridged the gap because they got, Rapongi Vice became big in New Japan, but they're now known by AEW. That's, that's why you can't la- leave these guys off the show. And Rocky Romero behind the scenes did a lot of brokering of, um, of the conversations between Tony Khan and Gato. Uh, rocky romero was basically their their conduit um so this is definitely a thank you to him putting him on the show good point good point -hmm. i'll go with cobb and okan but i wonder how much of that is because of my familiarity like i watch them wrestle like four times a week (laughs) um so there you go
1: (laughs) um I'm almost leaning towards FTR just because they're going to put the belts on FTR, have, like, FTR then are the IWGP Tag Team Champions, and they can brag about that. And then they'll drop them sometime during the G1, and they'll drop the belts sometime on one of those shows during the G1, and then come back and win the AW Tag Team titles, or something like that. Like, I could see them doing something like that 100%. I almost think they want to have FTR holding all four fucking championships at one point. I don't know if that's going to happen by all out. I have a weird feeling it's going to be FTR in the box at all out and then they're going to have all fucking four belts with the AAA and Ring of Honor and IWGP and AEW. That's where I'm thinking this is going. <laughs> so, FTR winning this thing, Sal.
2: Yeah, I I foresee that happening, too. And, hell, let's just throw uh, Impact
1: back in the mix, too. Why not? Or the Good Brothers the champions, so why not? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Dad? Uh, I don't think making FTR belt-heavy it's going to work. Uh, I think they're over uh, ROH and AAA, and also I think it'd be more more, better for them as far as business, is to take the belts off the Young Bucks. Um, I agree. <laughs> with, with that being said, I've been impressed with Jeff Cobb since I saw him in New Japan, and then when he came over to Ring of Honor, uh, I, I'm impressed with his style. I'm impressed with how he handles things and who he teams with and him and Great O'Conn. Yeah. I mean, they're just like taking over and stomping water holes and other guys and, you know, command and take. And, and this is what not only New Japan needs, but what Jeff Cobb and Great O'Conn need is that, you know, rocket to catapult them to another level.
1: I just had a random thought. I did has nothing to do with what you just said, but it had a random thought cause you said, you said, um, stop not holding the music and JR. are JR. Are we getting a New Japan or um, an AW team or is this going to be the AW team? New Japan does their version of a call. What you, Kelly, have you heard anything about that?
4: Uh, their version of it. Sorry. Are we the... getting a
1: like a mixed like AW, um, AW New Japan team for the announce team for the show? Do we have any clue? Uh,
4: I would expect both of them to have their own. Person like normally I would say Rocky will be on the AEW call, but he's because match, he's because yeah. he's there. Kevin Kelly, but I mean, they could use yeah, they could use Kevin Kelly. That's what I I they think thinking.
1: They yeah. probably will. Um, because Kevin did say during Dominion that he's going to be in Chicago. He did, oh, he was hinting at it, but he never said he was going to be at Forbidden Door. He was hinting at in going to Chicago. <laughs>
4: Chris Charlton was joking that he would be there too. So I think that he'll be there on one or and Chris Charlton is, um, uh, bilingual. So he could do either one. Uh, he could step in with the Japanese announcers or he could do the English announcing, which is what he usually does. He also does the the translation.
1: Does the translation. Yep. uh, Yep. Yes. Mm.
4: Yes. He's very valuable to do the translation. So if anybody's going to get mic time like Tana or Okan, which they probably both will because they usually both do, uh, That would actually be a great reason to have Charlton on the call.
1: Yeah, I did thought about that as we were talking because yeah, it made me think of JR and that made me think of commentary. That's how I got there. That's how I okay. got there. <laughs> Sorry. I just didn't thought about that. All right, Um, right. Let's move on. We have the only, only, only match on here that's all AEW. It is the AEW Women's Championship, World Championship, and it's Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm. I'm excited for this match. I, I'm looking forward to this match. And I know, I'm, but the main reason they have designer is not have a women's match because they could have hit it for all out and nobody probably would have blinked. Um, Sal? So.
2: This feels out of place. Um, I kind of don't care. And I uh, think it's obvious that Thunder Rosa is going to retain.
1: I, I can't even argue with you that because there's, I, there's no reason to take the belt off her yet. There's really no reason at all, Dad. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I I see Thunder Rosa retaining. You know, it's be a good match between her and Tony Storm. But my thing that I'm looking at is when Jade drops the belt, do we have Jade challenging Thunder Rosa for the the title?
1: I'm shocked they didn't set up Jade, not setting up Jade for Thunder Rosa title for title or something like that. They're probably not doing that. But I'm actually happy they're not. I'm happy they're not doing that. Because I think Jade deserves her own storylines, her own thing on the other side. I'm happy about that. Like I want to see her versus Athena. I'm looking forward to that match. Like I'm really looking forward to Jade versus Athena. But, like I'm happy they're not doing that. Um, Kelly, your thoughts on this match?
4: I genuinely think that the best way to get the TBS title off Jade is for to have a championship match, have her go over, and then a tournament for the TBS. That's a good point. Very good point. Not think of that. Not think of that. Like a very Oscar like, um, very Oscar like. Yep. And I think, I think that's the best way to go with her. Just, you just don't even have her drop it. When she loses a championship, it's got to mean a lot and it'll mean more if it's the big one. Um, mm. th- this is out of place, but it's the only way to get any women on the show because New Japan doesn't have women, because in Japan, uh, all of the companies are, uh, either all men or all women. Uh, they, and the women sell out their own shows startup, stardom does anyway, they sell out shows. Um, the other ones, the smaller ones typically don't, but, uh, but yeah, stardom is the, is the counterpart of new Japan. Um, and actually they have the same parent company, Bushiroad. So actually they're, they kind of have a working thing that they could leverage, but they usually don't do anything together, uh, other than having the women on, um, have one match at uh, Brother Kingdom. at the January 4th yeah. Yeah, Kingdom. Yes, Wrestle Kingdom. Kingdom every year. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not excited for this because I've never ever in my life been excited for a Tony Storm match. She's not a very good wrestler and people expect her to be a star and I can't figure out why because she's not very good. Um, she's just kind of there. She's never been very clearly defined as a character on the mic. Like I, I I've I've been in her I've been like in the cheering section to see her get better for so long. And there's just nothing. I, I just don't really see anything there even after all this time. And I think that her walking out and going into AEW, which she considers greener pastures, obviously they have to do this to um, to justify. I mean, a lot of these people who jump are going to get an initial big burst Because then, otherwise, why do people jump? Um, Like, Sasha's not going to want to jump if she sees Tony Storm go over there and immediately get buried. Uh, So, I I hope Thunder Rosa retains here. I am concerned that, again, they are doing nothing with their women's champion, which has been basically what they've done with their women's champion, other than when Britt was champion. Uh, And Rosa's... Good enough to, warn, uh, to warrant it. On the other hand, Rosa has been reportedly sandbagging wrestlers that she doesn't like, and that might be carrying over into her booking. Uh, Ooh, I, I I'm forgot picking, about that news. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> if I'm picking someone to win, yeah, what a what a good time for that news to come out because it's been buried under the deluge of other crazy. As we learned wrestling. earlier on the show, As we earlier in the yeah. show. <laughs> Right. Um, I'm... I'll predict Rosa, but I'm less sure about it than I was before they really started kind of making Rosa just sort of there on TV. All
1: right. Um, let's move on. IWDP United States Heavyweight Championship match. Um, maybe he has his belt. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know at this point. But... I'm, I'm more excited for this match just because of the random and weirdness of it. There's no reason for it. I'm not. It's not a dream match for me. It's not like mm-hmm. that, but I'm more looking forward to this match than a lot of people really are. <laughs> it is Will Ospreay defending against Orange Cassidy. I'm more excited because I know a Dynamite tonight CJ's going to be happy because he gets to see both Will Osprey and Orange Cassidy and he likes both of them. So I can't really complain. <laughs> I can't complain. Um, There's no reason to take the both of Ospreay. The question is, does he even have his title belt, or does Robinson still have it? Kelly?
4: Even if he can get it, logistically it's more interesting if he doesn't have it because with osprey right now they're doing a story where he keeps on getting screwed over over and over by officials by wrestlers by everyone because it's fun to watch him melt down like it's (laughs) it's literally just because he melts down better than a lot of other guys do uh so i suspect he will not have it unless they don't want to have to go through the trouble of explaining that to the live crowd somehow and having them be like, well, where's the championship? Um, that would be the only reason that they don't do it. But I think that they will hold off until they can do a one-on-one between Osprey and Juice once Juice comes back, which I guess is going to be soon because Juice is, he's been booked in the G1, which is uh days away. Uh, yeah. So, there you go, um, or more than days away, but, yeah, it's, it's, but it's not far away.
1: It's start I I just put the entire schedule on my calendar today, and it starts mm-hmm. on July sixteenth. So actually, we'll be we'll be talking oh, about okay. it at our panel because you probably do our. I'll tell you right now. G one the G one prediction? I'll tell them who's my prediction for G one at our panel on July ninth. Continue. Right.
4: <laughs> uh, I think. Um, I mean, Osprey wins this match. Of course, Obviously, yeah. But <laughs> I think that. This could end up being the most fun match on the card because Cassidy, because it's so much fun to see Osprey get riled up. Orange is the perfect opponent for mm-hmm. him. Hundred percent guarantee. hundred percent
1: guarantee. yeah definitely. hundred percent. You are so anybody.
4: Right. <laughs> yeah, so anybody who's wringing their hands over Osprey not getting a dream match, this is going to be so much more memorable than just another mm-hmm. banger. This is going to be fun.
1: Yeah, It's definitely something we didn't expect to have. I'm, I'm excited. You're Osprey's winning, but I'm looking forward to this match, Sal. Yeah,
0: same thing. Same thing, Dad? I think this is a dream match for uh, Cassidy. Yes, definitely. Um, <laughs> and, and his abilities, because when, we've, when I first was introduced to Will Osprey, he had the same type of build as Zach Sabre Jr. And then when he put on some poundage, working out in the weights, he's still able to do that stuff, and even more so now that he's added some some meat and some poundage to him. So, I mean, kudos to what he's able to accomplish. So this is going to be a great match, and yeah, Osprey's going to be the winner.
1: Yeah, and there's and no doubt out. in the winner, but I am looking forward to this match.
0: All right, so apparently in the
1: press release for the show, they announced that Jay White is defending the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. He doesn't have an opponent, I have no idea what's going on here. Kelly, you ever anything and what's going on with this match? Because I've heard nothing.
4: I don't. Um, they've been having Jay... If they really, really, really want to blow minds, then it's got to be Okada. Okada's who he just beat. And if they don't want to do an AEW New Japan match, if they want to just have it be an all New Japan match for the championship... It has to be Okada, because that is something that fans, as you guys can attest, are waiting to hear, is the announcement of Okada being there. It, it's impossible to glean anything from New Japan's schedule, because they didn't schedule any shows in the five days before or after um, Forbidden Door. There's there's nothing. Um, they That's they, essentially a break. So we don't know who's there and who's not. Um, that's been a long-form storytelling feud that they've done. I don't think this is just going to be a hot shot. I think Jay will beat whoever it is probably, but if they want to do a big match, it could be Okada. I, I, I'm not going to predict a winner because I don't know. I think it's Jay going over anybody unless it's Okada, in which case I still think he's going over, but it's only by a slight margin.
1: Um, I was just thinking, are they going to do like a US of J open,
4: open challenge? Well, they've done a lot of that, but I think that they'd probably want... Well, it depends on how much they can sell this show otherwise. And if it's they that think thought. they can... Uh, yeah, if they think they can... Because um, The Secret will be fun if they hold a secret, but uh, but it depends. It, they probably have enough to sell the show already. If they do a US of J, then it, that probably is the best way to have it be Okada where Jay's like, I didn't even know you were in the States. Yeah, that's a good point. I,
1: I will say, though, as, again, I have said this a thousand times, and now that it is the day of the show, if a college musical hits tonight on Dynamite, I'm going to lose my fucking shit. I'm going to lose it! I'm going to go nuts! I've i already warned Nandy I'm saying it again on the air. I've been saying it for two months. I will lose my shit. Because um, I'm not expecting him to be there. So I will completely lose it.
0: <laughs> um, So let's get to the last here, match. Uh, okay, Dad, here, good, good. Here's a theory. What if... It is Brian Danielson against Jay White. That's intriguing. But then again,
1: if you're going to have Danielson on, you do you do Danielson and Zack Jr.? Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it is,
4: is intriguing, but I cannot wait. We'll find out to, We'll Zach, find out on Dynamite. Zack is his... not hurt, but uh, but Danielson might
1: be. Yeah, we'll find out on Dynamite, actually. That's another thing that's going to come out of Dynamite. We'll find out what's going on with Danielson. So, it's actually, you're advertising that for Dynamite, saying that Danielson's going to talk about his status for Forbidden Door and Blood and Guts. So, we'll find out. So... By the time people hear this, you'll know the answer. But, but as was recording is, we do not know the answer. Um, so let's get to the main event of the show. It is the interim AEW World Heavyweight Championship match. For those who have been hidden under a rock or just, been, as we learned to be in the show, forgot a lot happened. CM Punk announced he was injured. It sounds like he had a foot injury. He required surgery. And um, Tony Khan wouldn't let, let him drop the belt. So we have an interim championship instead. We had a weird battle royal. And um, the better Royal the winner, Kyle Riley, ended up fitting Moxley. Moxley won that match. Tanahashi won a match at um, Dominion. And that's over here. It's John Moxley versus um, um, Hiroshima Tanahashi, a match that is three years in the making. I'm excited for that. I really am looking forward to this match. I laughed at Tony Khan when he said, I told New Japan I'd to book this match because I really wanted to do it. So here we are, <laughs> which makes no sense to me because the reason this is Punk versus Tanahashi, but whatever. Tony can say whatever he wants. Um, but here we are. Kelly, box Tanahashi, interim champion.
4: Yeah, it, it'll be a blast. It is probably as much of a foregone conclusion as Osprey Orange. Um, there is no reason for them to have an interim champion and then put the championship on a guy who's going to be gone for a month and a half doing the G1 Climax. It wouldn't make sense. So, because... Um, Tanahashi is in the G1 Climax. There is no chance that they're going to have their championship off TV when the only reason they have an interim champion is to make sure they have a champion on TV. But these two guys will match up really well and Tana in his matches, even when I know he has to lose for the storyline to move forward is so good that I start doubting my own booking mind late in the match when he's getting all his biggest offense in i'm like why they could do tana even though the booker part of my head is nagging at me like dude you know why they're not but he's just really good at this um yeah they they did another match to make tana earn his way into a match that he was already going to be in he beat hiroki goto another one of my favorites uh but he's kind of he's entering the give back portion of his career doing a lot of jobs right now um his tag team is going well, but, uh, but as a single, he's not winning as much as he used to. So I'm sure that this will be a banger. I hope that Moxley doesn't feel the need to blade yet again. I mean, it's just, if you do it all the time, it's not worth anything. It's it's just not worth anything at all. And, uh, and I hope this is a little more straightforward and Tanahashi, I'll just say is one of, the awesomest stories of the last few years, because his knees are destroyed. They're basically held together with duct tape at this point. They're, just, <laughs> they're a total disaster. And everybody's like, he's done. He's not going to be a guy who goes into the give back portion of his career, even though he wants to, because his legs aren't going to let him. So at age 40, he basically reinvents the way he's wrestling and he's having five-star matches that are completely different from the five-star matches he was having five years ago it's just incredible what he's able to do um it's like a chris jericho style reconfiguring of what kind of wrestling match you can have and still stay relevant to the business i mean they did different changes but they both found a way to stay relevant because they are master showmen Um, yeah it'll it'll be a lot of fun It'll be very good and it will be a foregone conclusion.
1: Um I, I will say and I'll, I'll throw to that last because I know tonight at Dynamite, Tanahashi's wrestling, and I know how much of a fan dad is, and I can't wait to see his reactions when Go Way's hits and <laughs> he had see that in person for the first time. So I can't wait to see that reaction tonight. Sal, your thoughts on Ma Tanahashi.
2: Um I'm completely torn. If I have to pick somebody, I, I guess just for the sake of what Kelly said, you know, the, the whole purpose of doing the interim championship is to make sure that there's a champion on TV, then I'm going to go with Mox.
1: What's funny is, Sam, so we've had this discussion offline. we had this exact same conversation a couple weeks ago offline, and I said exactly what Kelly said. Exactly what Kelly said. There is no way they're going to put the belt on Hanahashi when he's in the G1. The G1 they got announced, as we were talking about during Dominion. I texted you that Hanahashi officially in the G1. But it would not shock me whatsoever if Tony's like, well, Punk might be back in time for All Out. We're doing it in Chicago. And she can go to the G1 with the championship and, like, have the belt then be AEW champion in the G1. Like, it wouldn't shock me if Tony does that. I don't think he will, but it would not shock me. <laughs> um, dad.
0: Here's the thing. Which John Maxley are we getting for this match? Are we getting the John Moxley with the, uh, you know, the, the club, or are we getting the Death Rider Jon Moxley? I, I, Actually, yeah, that's
1: a good question. Well, technically, he's been... That's a good question. I didn't think of that. I didn't think about that. You're right, because there's a difference between New Japan Death Rider and Blackpool mm-hmm. Combat Club. That's a good point. Good. I didn't think of that. Kelly, um, right. what do you think? That's a good question. I didn't even think of that.
0: So my thing is, if you get the Death Rider, yeah, you're going to get the blood but well, Blackwell yeah, Combat Club also though. But that's a good question. Know, and, and, yeah. and he's going to give Tana a run for his money, and it, it, it's going to be close. But I would see Moxley coming out ahead on this one if he has a Death Rider persona in this match.
1: Either way, but Kelly, that's a good point because in Japan he's the Death Rider, Death Rider. So I had to get it right. And but yeah. in America he's Blackwell Combat Club Dom Moxley, which is kind of the same person, but
4: it's not. So Kelly, which one do you think we're going to see? I mean, this is like Mick Foley getting the biggest pop of his life by taking off a shirt and showing another one. Um, you know what I mean? It's it really I mean, like, the, truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. He was, mankind couldn't beat Triple H. So here's Cactus uh, Jack. Dead or Alive. Um, <laughs> Cactus Jack. So he's, Dang. yeah, That's he joked point. about that. I went, to, I went to his stand-up show. So he did we? Keller, and so he did joked we showed the stand-up
1: series. the same thing.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he said the biggest pop of his life was taking off a shirt, which is something he's never gotten a pop for in his whole life otherwise. Um... <laughs> well, <laughs> Kelly, Kelly, if we're talking about pops for closing, remember when
1: I'm when i came out for the first time back with the shorts on again and he took mm. off the pants and
4: everyone went nuts for his thigh. So remember, that did happen. <laughs> that was oh, yeah. one of the
1: craziest moments I've ever seen. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and Tana, oh Tana already. Uh, Okada already has the coolest gear in um in wrestling. Oh my gosh, his I don't. It's so awesome, especially when you know what it is. His uh, glow in the dark white one that has the entire history of New Japan written on it in Japanese kanji. Oh, it's so rad. Um, yeah, that's like that's my favorite piece of gear I think in wrestling ever. And until then. It was always uh, Greg Valentine's heart covered robe.
3: Hey, I yo. loved that heart
4: colored heart colored robe. Um, yeah, it's I don't know. I guess where he could do a thing where he's Blackpool Combat Club is what he is, and then he taps into Death Rider later in the match, and maybe not everybody in the crowd gets that, but kevin kelly can tell that story exactly he say, this exactly. is yep. a death rider uh-huh. um, and that's how and that's how he ends up overcoming tanahashi
1: that's a good point uh, kevin kelly that's just kevin kelly there for to explain that whole story um one other thing, i just had a thought do you expect them to do like the new new japan shows with like the time codes like they did it at the g1 when they did ring of Honor new japan but they had the time codes going off and it confused half the audience that <laughs> so they were doing new japan time codes do you expect that for this show
4: Oh, oh, as in 20 counts?
1: Yeah, no, that's 20 counts, like like five minutes into the match. Ten minutes into the match, like those time codes that they do.
4: I don't know. I mean, I guess that could be a compromise along with... I would guess that the count-out number will be 10. Okay. Because it's on American soil. Um, uh, Although the IWG championship match, maybe they announce it's a count of 20 in this match um for that reason uh i think it's better to keep it simple but they have run into situations before where somebody who was supposed to go over ended up taking a loss because they were in the states and they were they were just kind of goofing off because it was the count of 10 and they didn't realize 10 was the count out number i don't remember what wrestler this was this is before i jumped on to uh to japanese pro wrestling but um I know that that's happened at least once, so it's going to have to be real, yeah. real clear. I, it's,
1: it sounds like a ridiculous question to ask for those who don't want to do Japan, but it's a valid question that I just came to mind as we're talking. <laughs> it's yeah. a valid
4: question. Maybe they go with 20 because there's no way to run into that. Like, if it, the worst that can happen is an American wrestler accidentally just sh- runs in at nine because they think it's almost over. Out of habit. So, uh, Out of habit. Yeah. <laughs> go. Yeah, right. Um, I, I'd be interested there. The time codes... I don't know. I feel like I don't mind them, but I mean, we've all got phones in our pockets if we want to oh, time the matches. It's tradition for New Japan. It's tradition I, mean, I, brought it up. I know it's tradition, but I, yeah. I could. if it went away, it would never bother me.
1: Okay, that was more of the question I asked. I know you do Japan traditions. So I threw it out there as a question.
0: <laughs> one, one other question off this topic, but staying with New Japan. Go for it. Is Kushida is back with New Japan. Oh, yeah, that happened this week. Jeez, uh, so what happened? You, I forgot to bring that up. Here, I forgot that. to bring that up. Here's <laughs> the thing. When Brian Danielson is doing his shtick, do you see Kushida coming out and challenging Brian Daylson? How did I forget about Kushida? Like that,
1: So much happened to me. How did I forget to write that down?
4: Pardon me while I blow your fucking mind. I didn't know Kushida went back. You didn't know I that. I knew yeah. he was going to. Kushida is like a top three or four wrestler for me in the world. I adore him. I, and I somehow didn't catch it. I knew it would happen. I was yeah. really, really bummed that the cutoff was too close to get him into the best of the super juniors. I really wanted to see his name okay, on the I, list for best of the Super. Genius, we may have but... just
1: spoiled then the um the twenty the show on the twenty first the Corrigan show for you. We might have spoiled that for you, and I apologize for that. <laughs> right. I apologize. I thought you knew, so that's why I that's why dad brought it up. There's I, no cause... reason I wouldn't know. I
4: follow him on Twitter. I follow I, New Japan. I'm I'm extremely up on. There are like two house show level shows that I haven't seen yet that were in the last handful of days, but they have. Literally nothing consequential on them, so I will have to watch them. But I assume they probably mentioned it on commentary during those shows.
1: But yeah, there's a, a picture, there's a picture because dad sent me the link yesterday, and it happened at the Corrigan show on the 21st. And then New Japan put a picture up on their Instagram page. There's a picture on their Instagram page while you're posting on the Blink of Instagram page last night. Which I
4: also,
0: follow. What? <laughs> Here's the thing for what I heard too is that tonight. An ex WWE star at our show will be coming out at our show to whatever. So, I mean, it's too coincidental, but I'm hoping that's going to be the case
1: at our show. I haven't heard that at all. I have not heard that yeah. whatsoever. So, I, Kelly, but I just sent it to you of the Smokey Milk, Smooky Milk um, game Instagram page. You can see the pictures from New Japan. I just send it to you. Uh, <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, I think that is it. That is our show. That is the Forbidden Door. Um, like I said, what, actually, we us wrap up, and I'll explain what's going on here. Let's um, do this. Uh-huh. Dad, what are we closing the show with? Because anytime I ask you a song, you give me something old school. We opened up with the 80s, so where do we end up hey, with Hey,
0: this is Steve Miller Band with Jet Airliner, and the reason I picked that is Steve Miller will be performing this weekend at Summerfest. He's a Milwaukee native. He's been rocking since the 70s. He's still going strong. And if you listen to his music, it's still relevant today. Let me be
1: tied with Thunderfest. That is starting this weekend. I completely forgot about it. You can tell I don't care that Thunderfest started. That I completely forgot it was happening this weekend because we're so busy with other things. I completely forgot. I know, like, maybe he's going to Thunderfest in a few re- weeks to see the Backstreet Boys, but I completely forgot it was starting this weekend. <laughs> I completely forgot. Um, Sal, let's get out of here. Go. Uh,
2: for more information on our show, including where you can hear our show, go to our website, flakensalcer.com our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages, and pretty please comment or leave a rating and review even to tell me
1: that I suck, and I will read it on show. <laughs> okay, self. No problem. For your part of the of the National Podcast Association, for go to
0: podcastassociations.com. Dad, say your thing. Hey, as always, it's been your pleasure, and please, if you have a local independent wrestling organization where you live in, please patronize these people. These are the young men and women coming up in the world of professional wrestling sports entertainment. You'll be amazed on the moves they can do in the ring, out of the ring, and their persona, and their mic skills. So please patronize these organizations, but do it safely. And, hey, let's be nice to one another, all right?
1: Kelly, now that I've been born in your mind, I'm you to get and go.
4: <laughs> uh, that's at SpookyMilk or at SpookyMilk.games. And um, I'm off to... Watch Kushida's return, and also send an email so you, so you can hear it here first, folks. Sal sucks. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
1: so let's, let's quickly plug what's going on in the next couple of weeks. First of all, um, tomorrow, look for, on Saturday, look for me and Dad's review of and Dynamite and Rampage. We're going to put it up on Saturday just so there's no spoilers out there for Rampage on our end. I know they'll be out there, but I'd want to be nice. Um, also... Um, the final part of the three part, like ridiculous mega series of Kyle, Matt, and Andy's coverage of Whitney City Ponycom will be going up on Saturday as well. Next week, Rich Fan will be here and we will look back at him. I know he's in attendance for the show, so we could talk to him about that. And um, also, we will be previewing Money in the Bank next week, which is crazy how that's right around the corner. Um, that being said, thank you, Kelly, for coming on as always.
4: This was fun. I always love it, and uh, it's been only three weeks. Uh, probably won't be that short again. But when you need mm-hmm. me, I'm around. Sound good? And
1: um, thank you to Mandy for coming on the show earlier. I know she had to run because she wanted to get some stuff done her friend to the show tonight. And I just want to throw out there a, um, a shout out to John who was supposed to be here today, but I know we had a work conflict. So I just want to throw that out to him. I'll I'll be doing a podcast with him tomorrow. So it's not like I won't talk to him. But whatever, I'm going on his on his side of the world tomorrow. All right, I being said, I'm Blake. So. I'm Mark! And you've been listening to The Obligate South Show with Mark. Have a good day, everybody.
0: Yeah! You better!
4: Or I'll kick your ass! <laughs> See ya. Thank you so very much.